You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, our website, www.bridemovement.com. I am very excited, as usual, about all the different things that God is doing here at Bride Ministries. And I'm going to tell you about a couple things. One, we are relaunching our initiative to have groups that meet throughout the week. As, a, as an outflow of our uh, agenda to establish community. And we have been establishing community through an initiative called the Fireplace Church. And when we transitioned from our former platform and delivery mechanism that were these produced services uh, to a live format, uh, we lost groups and we've simply been meeting live and we've been having large group church. It's been really, really cool, really, really well received. For those of you that have been there, um, you you know about that. And not only have we featured, you know, myself, but we've had guest speakers teach and it's, it's just been super cool. And now we are relaunching our initiative for these groups that meet these small groups and, and we're doing it throughout the week at different times. Now, for those of you that say, I'd love to be part of a small group at Bride Ministries, the only way to do that is to actually show up to the Fireplace Church. You know, some of you have gone to our website, bridemovement.com. You have signed up to attend the Fireplace Church and yet have never attended. Uh, you have not been invited to be part of our community. Um, you are continuing to get our invitations to the Fireplace Church, but truly, we're taking attendance. And those that are actually participating in community by showing up, you're the ones that are now gaining access to sign up for our small groups. And as time goes forward, we're going to grow more small groups, and we're also going to grow our Fireplace Church platform. We want to encourage people to attend, to be part of growing community. That's been the vision from the beginning, uh, and 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 we're not giving up on it. Now, there are uh, a few other things that are going on at Bride Ministries. We're definitely looking forward to the outset of next year when we plan to begin doing some regional meetings and. Uh, you know, moving from the internet forum to a uh, in-person forum, that, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Nothing like getting together with folks physically. <laughs> and um, of course, our hub is Dallas now. And, and so that is moving forward and we're, we're making plans for that. Another thing, we are going to be putting out a new book soon. And it's going to be a collection of the prayers from our website, bridemovement.com, plus some bonus prayers, additional prayers. And uh, it'll be a resource and a tool for you, for you know those that don't necessarily want to have to go to our website and keep opening up new, fresh web pages every time you want a different prayer you, you or, or maybe you're in different circumstances and you don't have access to internet and you but you want to have those prayers with you and you don't want to carry around a giant binder of 8 by 12 paper or whatever that you printed off all these prayers on well, we're going to just put out a little resource like a like a handbook of prayers that uh, shake heaven and earth and so that'll be coming really soon we're working on the project look forward to that uh we are also working on benefits and uh, bonuses for those that are financially supporting us we're so grateful for our financial supporters and we want to uh figure out ways to give back to you for to show you how grateful we are and um i, I do want to encourage those of you that listen to this program 
sowing and reaping is cosmic law, folks. And for believers to think that you can give nothing and actually uh, be a participating member in kingdom culture, you are deceiving yourself. Now, you don't have to give to us, but I encourage every believer, be giving somewhere financially of your time and um, of your prayers. You know, it's not one or the other. It's in every way. We, we, We are called to be givers in response to the fact that God the Father gave us Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, the ultimate demonstration in giving and sacrifice. And so I, I just want to encourage you, you know, if you really believe in what we are doing, if you've been feeding off of what we've been putting out there, if this has blessed your life, the lives of those you know, go to brianmovement.com, sow a seed. It's so easy. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 835 Richardson, Texas, 75083. With that said, we're going to get to the program. Robert Vandrice Mitchell is back. He is an Illuminati defector, and he's joining me in advance of Halloween to talk about rituals, the reality of them, the how, the why. I am telling you right now, this program will be graphic. This is a trigger warning. Join us on the other side. We'll see you there. Folks, I'm here and sitting down with Robert Van Dreist Mitchell. And I want to tell you, Robert has been on this program a number of times. He's been on for a large number of solo interviews where we have talked about components of his story. And he has also been on for a few interviews along with another survivor named Elena talking about Project Montauk and other subjects where their testimonies had overlapped. All of these can be found in our archives. You can go to BrideMovement.com and find our podcast. You can also check us out on our YouTube channel. And folks, Robert Van Dreis Mitchell is an Illuminati defector. And today he is joining me because we're going to be talking about something very specific. We're going to be hitting one subject matter for this this conversation and it's going to be the subject of rituals how and why and robert thank you for joining me again on discovering the truth with dan Duvall. hello daniel and it's a pleasure to be back on the show and has been a while now but yeah the subject will be quite uh, quite happy especially for other survivors out there so for the, for that we have to give it a trick warning but I do feel it need to be talk, talked about because the the whole topic of rituals is now uh, ramping up to an almost a daily basis around the planet. So it needs to be exposed. And I am glad to be back on your show again. Yeah, it well, and that's right. And folks, I just want to reiterate, uh, this program is going to be heavy. I mean, this is not light material. It's not fun. It's not going to be something you want your little tiny children listening to. This is a trigger warning. And uh, we're going to talk about things that get a little uh, intense, a, a little graphic. So that is not something that we're going to overlook at the outset of this program. I want to make it clear we're doing this program for a reason one in anticipation of halloween you know a lot of americans 
uh, have embraced Halloween as a time where people laugh and joke about ghosts and spiders and, and witches and, and they put, uh, you know, images of these kinds of things all over their house, like decorations and, you know, people uh, celebrate with parties and, and so on and so forth. And a lot of people are completely in the dark, uh, no pun intended, on what Halloween actually means to the powers of darkness. Uh, a lot of people do not understand that rituals are a real thing. Not only have they been done in history, and they are presently being executed right now, all over the world. And... People are involved in these rituals. Some are lower level. They, they involve the death of animals and um, sacrifices on a smaller scale. Others do involve real human sacrifice. And we're going to be talking about the reality of these rituals and what they mean and how they are being used to push forward a globalist an Illuminati agenda to bring deep darkness over the planet. And uh, this is why my guest, Robert Van Dries Mitchell, has joined me because he has intimate knowledge of these things. And, you know, Robert, I, I'm just going to start with this question because I think it'll help people to have a little bit more of a grid for, you know, why you're qualified to talk about this subject. How old were you when you began to be subjected to rituals uh the first okay um hello everyone uh, all listeners out there the first time that i was brought into the rituals was by my main programmer at that time dr green and i was taken i was around four years old the first time for the reason that i would be trained up to become or at least one of the parts to become like a high priest who would perform rituals. And with that, I have performed rituals with other other survivors out there, like the ones that we know, that we know as, the one that is known as Jennifer Ann Green, uh, that's also known as Arizona Wilder, although she is, I think, over 10 years older than me. But I was, uh, part of, parts of me were trained up to become a high priest and to perform rituals on the highest levels and that was why I was taken frequently uh, from very young onwards to those disgusting rituals in which I saw people literally being killed and people always seem to think oh yeah rituals only happens what we have been told in history in the Maya and Inca culture but the rituals that we maybe know from ancient times because in the Inca uh, time time frame or the Mayan time frame are still happening up till the present. While we are talking right now, there are most likely rituals going on somewhere around the planet. Especially nowadays, they have been ramping up the rituals, not only on, on the satanic days as in the past, but they have been now ramping up the rituals almost to a daily level. So that means 364 uh, or 365 days a year. Now, as we walk into this subject, um, what are the basic uh, 
what's a basic skeleton outline, say, of an Illuminati ritual? What are some of the uh, repeated, commonly occurring components of what would be considered an Illuminati-level ritual from what you remember or have been able to remember on your healing journey? Um, now, some rituals, of course, take outdoors, besides Bohemian Grove, are many other places, especially where you got wooded areas. Uh, now, I can give you another example uh, that's my fiance remembered. Uh, she remembered the ritual, and that was in Africa, and that involved the, the, the person that she remembered seeing on that ritual, and that what goes back, I think, in her memory, probably to 2012, 2011 or 2012, and she's, uh, the, guy, the person that she remembered in there was the face of uh, our former president, Barack Obama. And as he saw not only his face, but also when the hoodie went off, he was in a, that, that was in a circle in, 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 in somewhere in the jungles over there. And it was an open space with a high priest uh, doing blood, blood sacrifices. And in this case, I think it was with animals, but also with, uh, no, yeah, with, with humans. And... But what on a standard ritual, or now if you can call it standard, I'm not sure, but if that's the right term. But especially, but I have seen with the people that change form, or what we call shape shifting, uh, and that happens with people who are hybrid, uh, have human, have something else. In in most cases, reptilians. Uh, so the hybrid reptilian bloodline members, they wearing all. Uh, things like uh, ropes, and they are completely naked under the ropes. I I will explain why, because when they shapeshift, it's uh, that they uh, suddenly grow, when they shapeshift happens within 10 to 15 seconds, the whole process that they change form from, uh, let's say, a five or six feet uh, human to suddenly an eight or nine foot uh, reptilian. And so you can imagine when they would have wearing their clothes, normal clothes with this, all their clothes would uh, be torn apart. So when you see rituals happening and people wear robes, the reason for that is is because those people are the ones that will shapeshift the participants. I don't now talk about the high priest or priestess or a number of priestesses, uh, but I mean the participant itself. Uh, I can, another example from the 70s, as I remember, I was brought to uh, to various castles. One of them was uh, Balmoral. By a coincidence or synchronicity, my house uh, it, where I live is also with the same name as that, uh, as, that as well, but that's beside the point. I was brought there in the 70s, late 60s and 70s, and... It was during the rituals in February, and there were a group of 30 people, a majority in, in, in ropes, and when the high priest started to, to calling out the various names, uh, I think it was Latin or some other ancient language, and also certain, they used certain 
uh, drum of of certain instrument and during, uh, during the moment that the high priest had his uh, dagger within his hand and started to stab the infant a number of infants uh, on the altars not altars as in multiple but uh, physical art altars of certain uh, I'm not sure uh, let's see what now, yeah, it's a physical altar where those children are laying on. And mm -hmm. from the moment that you step the child, uh, you saw literally the people in ropes shape-shifting. What I said, it happened within 10 to 15 seconds, and they were transformed in some some in gruesome reptilian form. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, this, by the way, it happened then, and the same practices happening uh, that up till that we speak now. And uh, this happened by a majority of the rituals, at least that I went to. I'm not sure with others if they had similar experience or different experiences, but the ones that I went to uh, were the rituals that people shape-shifted, a majority of the people at least of the inner circles, because when you talk about ritual settings, there were various rows in a, in a circle of uh, participants, and the ones on the inner circles were the ones that were uh, partaking in the rituals. And when the child was killed, they shapeshift, trigger warning now, and the participant does Queen Elizabeth, as I have seen, the Queen Mum, the mother of Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip, uh, when they shapeshifted, they they were going after the, the victim that was uh, ritually stabbed and murdered, and they literally tore the body apart. And in some cases, I have seen literally some members of the royal family even fighting each other uh, for who had what part of the body. It almost seems in their reptilian form, as if, let's say, the Queen Mum and Prince Philip, what comes to mind, as if they are their equals. While, of course, within the movie of the, our third dimensional world, we have been taught that they are mother and son. But what I saw during rituals in their reptilian form, it almost felt as if they were their equals. Talk to me about portals at rituals okay uh okay portals uh, are there are other rituals uh in and especially that's connected with fire as well then uh, when the high priest goes in a certain mode and going in saying his mantras or a couple of priests in most cases and suddenly out of the fire uh, there's a there's a ball coming out into the air and out of this ball suddenly an opening comes out and this opening can vary from two meters what is about I think eight feet up till either four or to six meters what I have witnessed in some occasions and also parts of me as well and when I talk about rituals I mentioned of course now Belmoral and and also the Windsor Castle, but I, we have also been at rituals 
but has been on the other side of the planet, as in uh, South and Central America, as well in Africa, and with the portals part. I think some of our parts, as Brittany may talked about it, uh, talked talked about rituals in, in Africa, in which uh, beings came out of the portals. And most people probably will think when people shapeshift or when entities coming out of the portals, then they are all reptilians. And I have to say and disappoint then those people because not all beings that coming out of the portals into this world, when the rituals are taking place, are reptilians. They can take many shapes and forms. Does this include merfolk? Yes, uh, we have experienced merfolks. We have experienced a variety of, you could say, aquatic types of uh, beings. And I think the aquatic worlds and the oceans, I think, plays a very deep part in connected with the satanic world. Well, we know that to be absolutely true. And folks, um, we're walking into a subject. We're talking about rituals, the how and why, and, and, and why, why, why do we do this? I do not want you to be ignorant of what is real and what is really happening in this world, particularly in the season of Halloween where it, there's a glorification on this kind of stuff, um, a celebration of it. And I think that, you know, before you decide you are going to celebrate in, you know, um, ignorance or what you think is innocence, uh, you should really think about the reality of what's being celebrated. We're talking about it for a reason. And, and not only that, this is the source of a lot of what we witness going on in the earth because things are manipulated and maneuvered through the power released at rituals. And and I want to um, talk a little bit, Robert, at this point in time about the importance of location when it comes to rituals. Uh, I have been brought to quite a many of locations within Europe. Uh, uh, Wavell Castle in Germany was one of them. I think that was owned by Himmler, if I'm correct in the past during the Second World War and before. So that was a castle I was brought frequently uh, in Germany. I was brought to the Castle of Darkness in Menu Bell in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And over there, they do their uh, ritual every day in in the dungeons. And they're killing one child a day over there. And it has been going on for a very long time. When George Bush Sr. made his uh, first statement before Congress or before what I do once a year, he made uh, a remark by saying something about the the 1,001 points of light. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was a code that connects to this ritual going on in the Castle of Darkness. And he made that remark when he became president. Mm-hmm. But was a code for uh, to all his fellow illuminists around the world that we are on track. 
Thank God they are not, because if they were, <laughs> you and I wouldn't be speaking now in freedom or relative freedom. But so he, when he made that uh, remark in 1989, this animal, as I know in person myself, uh, that was connected with the ritual that is going on daily by sacrificing a baby in that castle. Uh, the, I, I went, I would say, I went to the Windsor Castle for rituals in Scotland, Balmoral in Scotland, uh, Bohemian Grove in California. And there are another a number of other places throughout the U.S. Also, there's a certain area underneath uh, underneath the uh, UN building where they do uh, rituals. And uh, among among other places, and also there's a, there's a, an under the under the Congress. There's also they also do rituals over there that have been present in the 70s and 80s, and the same count for uh, the Parliament building in the United Kingdom. I was brought to rituals under under there as well, during the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And would you say that these lie on pre-existing energy grids? Yes. All the ritual sites all around the world, wherever they are, they are all deeply connected to uh, the energy grid of the earth and what others would call ley lines. And those ley lines goes back to the early beginnings of this planet when this planet was created. What's the relevance of that? The relevance for doing it on a ley line is is for one the energy that run through the air through the ley lines and of course energy on itself is neutral what counts with rituals uh and doesn't count of course for every ritual if it is positive or negative is the intent mm -hmm. it's the intent that decides where, what the energy will be used for so, uh, but in this case, with all the rituals, of course, the intent is uh, negative. So if you want to stop the mass consciousness of the human population to grow, you're not going to do that by uh, doing prayers eh, for our Lord and Savior and for the, and for the benefit and good, goodness for humanity, uh, because that could raise that could raise the consciousness of the planet in a positive way. So in one way, how you do it, if you want to stop any growth in consciousness in a positive way, is by putting putting into the uh, grid lines, uh, of course, that, the, 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 the fear, the, the death fear during the moment that a child or even an adult are gonna be killed in a ritual. And if you could do it on a massive scale, then that will certainly stop any positive uh, development of consciousness of consciousness of the human race. Now, would you say that these this grid uh, that all of these ritual sites um, rest on uh, is independent of or literally the same thing as what are also called ley lines? They are all the same. Mm. So 
From a Luciferian satanic perspective, the ley lines are the energy grid that is built into the earth. Yes, and uh, they were already building when the planet was formed. Now, what's interesting is that uh, where there are a large number of intersection points of ley lines, there seems to be some really funny anomalous behavior. Uh, one of the major, major intersection points of a bunch of ley lines is, I believe, the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. And also, as so far I know what we found out in the Montauk project, this is a side trick, but mm -hmm. connected, what we found out in there is apparently with data points that apparently what, have, what became the Bermuda Triangle was apparently a former experiment connected with time and manipulation mm -hmm. of time, but seemed to go back, as they thought, going to the time time era time era what we call atlantis that is fascinating now let me ask this question because you have in your experience in programming been taken to a large number of deep underground military bases yes do they also build these dumps along the energy grid yes because not only is the housing for staff in those underground bases and the various top secret programs but in a number of them they also do child sacrifices rituals in those underground bases uh, one of them that I have seen rituals do, uh, seen performing or in a few of them Area 51 was one uh, the the one under the Denver uh, airport is another, ba another base and the one in Alice Springs in uh, in Australia. Uh, Try to think what the name of the base was again. Um, it's also an R and R talking base. about Pine Gap. Yeah, Pine Gap, and that is where also the Royals, the Windsors, go to for R and R. Mm -hmm. Besides, also they use that base is also used for making jumps into space through the portals there but all the bases and the major underground bases around the world wherever they are they are all built in uh, above ley lines or near ley lines because all the activity that they are doing will be enlarged and will be pumped into the whole energy system and for people uh, a ley line or this ley line system, probably the best way to make a comparison is the energy network that we have in the human body. Mm -hmm. When people go, let's say, to an acupuncturist or whatever they are called, those people, and they're using those needles on you, mm -hmm. what they are doing, those needles, where they place them, is in energy uh and on energy lanes in our body, what is in comparison to what the ley lines are, but then over the earth, placed over the earth or in the earth, in the earth. So, essentially, and, and this is a fascinating thing, um, we have in the earth what is known as the military industrial complex. 
And if a lot of these deep underground military installations and bases are being established intentionally along these ley lines, a lot of what occurs there is going to be affected or influenced by all of the rituals occurring in other significant points along these ley lines. That's right. So, Not only, by the way, the ley lines are on Earth. We also found them on other planets, as Mars. Hmm. And the bases that we have on Mars, as on, as on Earth, we also build them uh, on there, over there on ley lines positions as well. The offline the off world base of Montauk, what was based within already a cavern system that they found, abandoned, and they thought it was very ancient and old, that was already built upon a ley line system as well. Now this is um all just really, really fascinating. And and this is something I think that Christians need to understand. So the uh, powers of darkness don't just do evil. They do evil intentionally. And they do it in the most um, impactful way by uh, I, pairing their evil with a knowledge of the wiring of the planet and in order to interface it with stars and astrological alignments. Can, can you talk to us about doing rituals in conjunction with phases of the moon and why that is a real thing? Yes, uh, that's another thing uh, again as well. And it again goes back to the ancient world when the adopts uh, of, let's say, the times of Babylon, or maybe even before that, found out the powers, the power that the moon and stars has. So they already started then to do their rituals during uh, certain moon phases, and especially eclipses seem to be very powerful. So a number of the rituals in the ancient world, what was taken over with the adopts now, uh, took place during uh, eclipses, and they thought, and they believed that uh, if you want to do a, a very powerful ritual, what will affect a big area or a big part of the mass consciousness, then they thought if you do it during an eclipse, but doesn't happen that often, then you will have a massive effect. And of course, our Illuminati goes back, of course, to Babylon, and in, in time of Babylon and before, it wasn't called like the Illuminati nowadays. It was called, if I'm correct, something as the Brotherhood of the Serpent, if I'm correct. That, at least that was one of the names. So, over the thousands of years, the knowledge from what they used in the past uh, they still use the same knowledge and that is being given from one generation on the other uh, on the next generation up till the present and into the future so the rituals what was taking place in the in the distant past or recent other timelines as Atlantis then we go way further back in time time of course but in our modern in our timeline, in our modern history, uh, you could say Babylon 
uh, that is where our current Illuminati uh, come from. And the rituals then and the knowledge has been passed on ever since. And the rituals that I took did then are the same rituals that we are doing now, except now we have more technology to do it. Although in ancient times, people seem to think, oh yeah, the people were stupid, they didn't have any technology. Now I have to point then to to people to uh, when we take the, time, the biblical time when the navelim were around and and all the things that the navelim did and the navelim had a high level of technology then and knowledge true and this is such something that's just so interesting uh when it comes to the stars and the astrological alignments the Maseroth is something that is referenced in the Bible. It's, you know, the layout of the stars. And, of course, in current times we have astrology, which is an occult approach to using the constellations to make, you know, judgments about what kind of personality an individual is going to have or who's going to be suited to be married to who and uh, things of this nature, and, and they, you know, have this thing called a horoscope. All I would classify as occult. Um, but the interesting thing is that you know, the, the use of stars and, and um, the sun and the moon don't stop with astrology, because it goes all the way into high-level rituals that are being coordinated with astrological alignments, as Robert has confirmed. But the interesting thing is that Christians have often, you know, looked at the stars and, and assumed there's really no purpose for them in Christianity or our uh, engaging of God because, well, Christians don't worship the sun, moon, and stars. Um, so what what would we have to do with them? And, you know, one of the things that I've pretty much uh, resided or concluded um in my journey is that if there is something the powers of darkness are doing, there is a holy or redemptive application to what they are uh, perverting. And in response to the sun, moon, and stars, I, I've actually had a lot of meditation on this. And the funny thing is I ran into this verse in Psalm 148.3. And it says, praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all you stars of light. And... The truth is that the sun, moon, and stars were designed to praise the God of heaven. And I'm, I'm beginning to realize, and uh, this actually, some of this thought has been spurred on by a, a fellow of mine, an apostle that I recently um, have come into relationship with, and some of his you know, questions in our conversations together. A really brilliant guy um, who will probably be on this program at some point in the future, Apostle Anthony Johnson. But, you know, the, the idea that if the stars were designed to worship God, then they're being perverted when they are being used for the advancement of evil by being implicated in rituals, by being implicated in pirating, um, by being implicated in evil assignments and agendas by witches and warlocks. And then I read in the book of Judges, which is a passage I've known about for some time, uh, in chapter 520, 
the stars in their courses fought against Sisera. And there we see in the Bible, these stars are actually fighting against the enemies of God. And what I realize now, and I even build this into my morning prayer time, that the stars of the heavens can be engaged by believers in warfare. Um, as we are advancing the government of God with our prayers. And it is the redemption on this occult application to, well, pervert their purpose. They were never designed to be used to advance radical evil, being coordinated and implicated in diabolical rituals. They were designed to, Psalm 148.3, praise God the God and creator maker of heaven and earth. So this is something that I am uh, definitely walking into. It's new for me, a new way of thinking. Um, but nonetheless, I just wanted to take a moment and point that out for those of you that are listening. Um, now, Robert, uh, did you have anything to say on that before I come back? To uh, yes, because if, if they didn't have a function, because anything, everything that God created its whole creation has a function isn't just for for being nice for that it looks nice or whatever everything that God created had a function and even that's the Bible says about astrology and you are right everything within the Illuminati everything is done by astrology uh, for everything that they do, they apply astrology to it. What is the best time? What is the best day? The t uh, yeah, the time, day, etc. And even they apply astrology to uh, which person is doing the ritual, depending on his star, on his own star char uh, chart. That is how they employ uh, astrology into it, and how they take take it that serious. And, and of course the Bible says yeah we should stay away from it but people also have to realize each one of us were, were created uh, on a certain moment in time and also born uh, procreated in a certain on a certain time and born at a certain time and yeah each one of us carry the energy of that particular moment within us and and that is also what is applied, of course, then in astrology. Hmm. Interesting. And, yeah, mm -hmm. and and the Illuminati is using this to the max, mm. and, and they and they know this, and so yes, they they weaponize this this ancient uh, science, if you if you want to call it like that, yeah, and they weaponize it to the max, and they employ it deeply in into the rituals. Also, they're using it in their daily companies that they own, because every product that they are making for the public, and when they do the campaign to bring it out, is all done through astrology. That is how deep they take astrology serious. Hmm. Uh, not only the Queen of England, but even the lower levels of the of the uh, the Brotherhood or the Illuminati. They also employing in, in their local Freemasonic lodges. They employing um, in this case also uh, astrology as well. It is through the whole uh, through the whole line of line 
of the Illuminati that they that they employed against us. And and so everything that they do, every action, every ritual, uh, now all the, the things going on in the underground spaces, uh, harp uh, connections with harp things, projects, uh, CERN. All of all of this is tied in with the uh, with the employee of uh, astrology. When to do what, at what time, what day, what month, etc. And that is how deep astrology play play into this. And it goes back, as I said before, to the ancient world. And that is, and they employ even up till today about yeah, what child to sacrifice at what time even his star alignment, etc. And now, one of the one, one of the things that um, I know I run into all the time is is uh, when I'm beginning to work with people that have been through satanic ritual abuse, uh, like yourself. The uh, okay. the the reality is, children are caused to attend these horrific rituals. And they have to be there. They have to be involved. And it is so traumatic that they, well, they completely dissociate out. They wind up with parts that are present at the rituals that are virtually never also a presenter. Um, these are often also the cult loyal parts, high priest parts, which parts, so on and so forth. Um, much like what you described in your own story, Robert, and I, I want to ask you about the children at the rituals and what some of the reasons are for why these occultists don't spare the children and, um, you know, begin to bring people in when they're, well, more mature and. Uh, OK, now uh, the, the very young ones. Uh, like like myself, we were brought in, of course, because we had to be be, be learned how to become like a priest, uh, priestess, and and the other functions within the ritual. So we were brought in for that reason on a very young age, from myself by the age of four. But other kids, they were brought in depending on their function for later also in order to make them dissociate and to to break the spirit so that they would dissociate dissociate that was another that is another big part with children the ones being sacrificed uh to make another comment another reason that they were brought in is also as a warning that they will be set if you don't do what we tell you to do, you could one day ending up there and being killed in a ritual. So it had also a function uh, as, uh, yeah, if you don't do what we want you to do, then you could end up like there were, like what you have seen there. So, so yeah, it has, it has a big, it plays a big part uh, in the fear that it brings in, in the life of us as survivors, as children, when we go through this. Um, the children being sacrificed, most of them were born uh, in a network in which women were kept as slaves, sex as slaves, uh, as incubators, and they were uh, being implanted uh, with the eggs and things like that. And they were used as literally as batteries to bring kids, 
children into this world, babies who were learn, raised for a certain time of amount of time, so that those children could be used for uh, rituals. So that so that those children, hey, the children are not been given to the authorities by name that they were born, so they will not be missed. Because yeah, you could abduct children in numbers and uh, sacrifice them, but the thing is then, after a while, that will be noticed by the authorities, and the risk is then that they could be discovered. So they used organizations, uh, what people don't think straight away, who would be involved, like the Hell Angels, who would guard those uh, women who are on a farm out somewhere out in the country, sometimes 20, 40, up to 100 women that live underground. And those are being guarded by uh, people connected into the Hell Angels or even the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan in the southern part of the US. And those women are being used as batteries in order to provide the children that are being used for uh, sacrifice. And by the way, this not only happens in the US, but it, this happens all over, all over the world in a similar way. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I've I, I, I've never had someone on this program say where they would keep some of these breeders. In, 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 in and what you're suggesting, but in the U.S., makes... it's all over. Uh huh. From from the northeast till the uh, till the south and the west, they are all over, literally over the country. My goodness. And main and mainly, no, yeah, the, some of the entrances are like farms in the middle of the countryside. No, yeah, no one will, of course, suspect that. And there's a whole underground networks under, no, yeah, underneath, and that can be as big as a as a town or a city. Anyway, so you could have places uh, that could be a, a central hub that could have that could connect to. A hundred places, each with uh, over, let's say, a hundred females being imprisoned. And so, but that happened all over the all over the world. This is not only for the U.S., but organizations as the Klu Klux Klan, uh, the Hell Angels, they are involved on the surface. Now, when. Um... When we're talking about the environment of a ritual, it is obviously charged with sexual energy, with fear. Yes, sexual energy is, is very big in the rituals. Pain. Uh, what, what, now, what, places, what? Some of the places, especially Halloween, mm -hmm. play, takes place in churches. Uh, I try to think of the name of the church I was brought to throughout the 70s. I know it is on a corner in, I tried to think, was a Pentecostal church in Long Beach. And that was during the 70s. Later on, I also was brought to other locations in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. But yeah, one of the Pentecostal churches in uh, Long Beach, Cal uh, Los Angeles, California, was one of the locations that I was brought to during Halloween. 
What do they do with all of the fear energy, sexual energy, pain energy that's being emoted at these rituals? Why is that an important component? Uh, part of it is in order to uh, create, to opening up portals. So that's what they call, at least what I have known, what has been called like the olden ones. Although I think they were the fallen angels that were thrown in, into the pit, if I'm correct, what I remember from the Bible at one point. Hmm. And those are imprisoned into a certain dimension or the pit. And they, they, they will be let out at times during the rituals. And they, the high priest or high priestess or multiple get then instructed for the Illuminati uh, leadership uh, what their next uh, phase is for their uh, plan for the for the final installation for the uh, new world order for yeah clo yeah for our global dictatorship when the antichrist will come and during the rituals are being used for communication purposes so that the leadership that are present during rituals will be instructed but in order to keep those olden ones those very big reptilians, demons in reptilian form, to keep them under control, the, the priestesses and the high priestesses are standing in a circle, uh, also hand in hand, so that it is closed, and so the demons or reptilians can cannot leave the circle, and the strongest one, the one with the most psychic abilities, those were the high priests or high priestesses, and they were the ones that, that need to keep them, the demons or the reptilians, under control so that they cannot break out. And what I said, they come out in order to tell the leadership that could be a local leader from the Council of 13 or any other council, depending on the locality. In my case, when I was present at the ones in, like, as I said, in uh, Long Beach that was in the local uh, Council of 13 in Southern California who was present. In other cases, when I was in England, again, we're also in, in England, you had also Councils of 13 as well, and also other names had those councils as well, and the same count for what happened there as well. So what I explained about what, what I witnessed in Long Beach in that particular Pentecostal church that happened during Halloween all over the country. It were what were given to the people during the rituals, especially the higher adept or the higher members of the Council 13 is that they were instructed on the next phase in what need to be done. Now, um, is there also a feeding on yes. some of this energy? Yes. And again, the the shape shift the ones that are shapeshifters or the ones that are hybrids, the part human partly, of reptilian, uh, they all wear ropes during all those rituals. Besides that, the ropes also got different colors, depending on their functions, and how high they are up within the structure. No. And of course, each of their each of the participants, as I saw with Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Charles and Prince Philip, but also with the Rock of members of the Rockefellers, with the Bush family, 
Cheney family. So old Dick Cheney and his wife were shapeshifters. Uh, and and others that I have seen shapeshift, yeah, they got their own uh, goblets in which the blood can be poured out and that they are drinking from. And they're drinking down the blood of the multitude of victims that have been done sacrificed during the rituals. And the rituals always take place midnight, after midnight, around 2 o'clock, because then the electromagnetic field on the side where you are is then on the most neutral point. So the transmission from the demons or reptilians that coming out into the place where you do the rituals is done the most, uh, the, the transmission is done on its strongest. And that is another reason why it happens during a certain time frame. Now, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is, of course, the idea that rituals would actually occur in our current day and age. Um, I'm, I'm fairly well convinced that the people that listen to my program are fairly over the, that, that hurdle. Um, and uh, obviously with a program this detailed, this specific, uh, you, you really run out of excuses to not believe this is reality and it's really happening. There are real rituals and they're being done with a very diabolical agenda behind them. What I think people are still struggling to understand, Robert, beyond the idea that there are very real rituals happening in a physical way, is that there are a lot of rituals that happen in other realms, uh, in other locations that are not physical 3D Earth, such as Mars, such as deep underwater places and cities, um, such as bases on the moon, uh, locations on certain craft in, you know, outside of Earth's atmosphere, and of course in other dimensions entirely. And, um, well, what can you tell us about this subject and of course you have hinted at it talked about some of this in some of our former interviews so this may not yeah, be entirely some of my new for... came out and they talked about certain things already uh-huh. i was re-listening to some of it earlier on and uh, people have to understand for, first of all that god created this creation in a multitude of uh dimensions if that's the right word mm-hmm. The, the, third, the, the third dimension that we live in is only one out of many. If I am correct, and you can say if I'm wrong, I think officially our science now recognizes, I think, six, 13 dimensions at least, or more. Well, um, what I know about that subject is, uh, you, you know, uh, the, there are different theories. One theory says there's 10 dimensions. Another theory says there's 11 dimensions. There's a theory out there, I think, suggesting 24. I, other people that have defected from the Illuminati, uh, particularly one of Dr. Bailey's survivors, suggested 13 dimensions. Um, so, I, yeah, there's different. Yeah, different. okay. But still, they they reckon that there are that, that number of dimensions, what... No, yeah, well, remember, our Heavenly Father God created everything, and he created a multitude 
of dimensions, not to mention also multitude of universes. And now, yeah, and a good example to give to people to understand what we talk about is when we're dealing with what is called, what is called a ghost apparition. Um, when we see a ghost apparition, what we see is an entity that is just out of phase with our own 3D world. His uh, frequency that, that he is on in his energy form is, slight, is slightly out of phase. And that is sometimes probably, if you try to put your hand through it, your hand probably would go through the energy for what we see as a ghost. Now, if to take to take down this example, and as you already said, uh, yeah, all the dimensions and sub-dimensions are interlocked to each other. You only you only need to know what uh, tone you have to use in sound, and we can open up portals to the other dimensions because that's another thing what I have witnessed as well and. Where when some of my parts did the rituals, they also used tone frequencies, and that opened up uh, portals in some cases, in which other entities, and again not all entities are always, or as Christians would probably call in general demons, not all look like uh, reptilians as people always seem to think, or as some also would say like the grey aliens. Uh, the aquatic uh, beings and the variety of that is also quite big in uh, in it as well. And the aquatic world, especially on this physical earth, plays a very big part in it. I get the feeling you have a certain number of clients yourself who also dealt, dealt with that as well. Besides also that some of our parts already dealt with this as well as we told you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, folks, this is one of the, the things that we, we are running into. The idea that there are rituals that are occurring literally around the clock every day of the year. Um, and they are occurring in other on, on other planes, in other dimensions. In, and some of these include the underwater kingdom. Um, and it's very interesting because I meet people who have a degree of brokenness. And it's not uncommon for them to say things like, yeah, I have really strange dreams where I'm underwater. And oftentimes they won't remember the entire dream, but they'll just know that they were underwater for a portion of that dream. And they may even have interactions with merfolk. Uh, They may even see facilities under the water, uh, prison systems maybe, or just uh, cities where there's being, you know, a lot of activity and other uh, things present and they think it's a dream um and lo and behold what we learn is that there are parts of their humanity literally soul fragments being pulled out of the body at night taken to this plane where they are engaging with an underwater kingdom and being involved with that kingdom with the powers of darkness being involved in rituals that occur in that location um it, we, we have found that, you know, merfolk are very much involved in rituals and they are absolutely evil. And, uh, well, 
we've, we've learned a lot of things about merfolk, actually, and in some of our higher level warfare, when we actually begin to deal with them in the spirit, we are pulling human parts out of uh, the construct that we would call a merfolk and uh, finding that th- there is a humanity resident in some of them that belongs to a person living somewhere in the world that has no idea they have a part of their humanity um, that's become a component of a composite known as a merfolk. And so we're running into some really, really weird stuff. But nonetheless, um, the underwater world is a huge component of a lot of the warfare that we do. And we find that people are engaged in rituals um, that are not occurring in 3D Earth. And, and, and it's actually a lot more prevalent than people think. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why we're, we're finding that children all over the uh, you know, U.S. and other places are having lots of problems is because what you know, professionals have called their night terrors are actually experiences in different realms where their person, their whole you know, soul or parts of it are being taken at night to rituals and they are being ritualized and demonized out of body and their physical body does not need to actually be present at Balmoral Castle or in a deep underground military base per se in order for some of this evil to take place in their lives. And so um, with, with Robert, I know that we have met a number of parts and um, they have been involved in things such as, uh, well, there was the, um, the, the uh, off-planet, uh, it was like a sex temple. Where they yeah, were... some of my parts were used in, in that type of thing, as you described, uh, type of thing. What, uh, was it Clarissa? Kate and Clarissa, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least they are, they are one of them. There are a few more, I think. But they were using interdimensional sex trade or sex the temples, sex temples, and that were on some of the moons in our solar system. Uh, because it goes way beyond only uh, this planet. Now, and that's that's another thing where people must uh, realize that, especially the war that Satan or Lucifer, as he is also called by some is waiting, is not only on this planet, it's throughout our whole solar system and even other star systems. Can we... If people only could see what is really uh, happening out there, uh, probably they'd they get scared and would probably pee all colors in their pants <laughs> if they really would know what's really going on. But And connected with the under, underwater cities, yeah, we have been there broad many times, and also, during those major rituals on, on land, uh, they're also doing the same rituals in phys- uh, connected in physical time and underneath uh, the sea as well, in those various underground uh, places as in the Atlantic Ocean. I was brought many times in one of the locations in, in Nigeria uh, and also in Ghana, uh, where then suddenly opening went into the sea and that was one of the entrances into one of the undersea uh, cities over there. And if I'm correct, did you not do an airing on a show called Water Spirits in which you mentioned about a certain high priest or priest that were played around a book? Yep. 
Yes. And uh, I'm not, I have not read the book, but I remember that you mentioned, I think, in one uh, show. It, uh, yes, and that was a show I did way back when, probably 2013, um, called you know Water Spirits and Underwater Cities or something like that. And yeah, I went through a lot of accounts of a different African witch doctors. As a matter of fact, people that have gotten saved, written a testimony, an account of what they remember, and uh, definitely um, alluded to their experiences with the underwater kingdoms. So this is a this is a real thing. And um, I, I want to actually ask. Robert, about, um, well, a certain part that we met not too long ago named Zuma, who had experiences under the Great Pyramid and also in some of the African countries. And uh, if if you could uh, share some of the things that had been disclosed when we met them. Yes, he was a new part that came uh, finally uh, forward with some information if i remember it's about a couple of rituals that he was involved in uh one of the rituals i remember that i was brought to was in i think it was during the solar eclipse of 1999 if i'm correct and i was brought uh, with a group uh let's see george bruce was there Dick Cheney was there, a few members of the the Rothschilds were there, the Queen of England, her husband were there, and a few others. And that was under the, the, the Great Pyramid of Giza. And that was to, to reign in the Age of Horus, uh, what I had planning for a long time. But of course, thank God it didn't happen, because as people maybe know by now or not, is that... The Illuminati is not a homogeneous group as most people seem to think because there are a couple of factions that may were in line in the, in a couple of hundred years ago with the rest of the Illuminati. But in the in the 20th century, uh, the, uh, the Romanovs broke off from the main uh, Illuminati and they started to fight against them for their, for their own purposes. And that is why we still now talking in freedom because if all the Illuminati would have been walking in line you and I wouldn't have been talking in freedom and the Illuminati would have reigned in their age of horrors what they were planning in in this ritual in 1999 and that was under the Giza pyramid during the uh, yeah during the event what took place there place then uh, no. concerning Tsuma mm-hmm. yeah she also was part of that ritual as well because in uh, during the, the ritual what they did underneath initially they they took me but they pulled out after a while another part and that was the part that you spoke with not that long ago this summer uh, with Tsuma uh, during the session if I'm correct now, uh, um, but she has also been used in other rituals in other African countries. Uh, she, by the way, where when you take her physical, when you take her metaf- her body, uh, is more African. By the way, she is not like me, us in uh, white. Uh, and now, uh, w- 
Were you also under the Great Pyramid in the 70s? Yes. I've been brought there a few times. And the one that I now was talking about was when they when the eclipse took place mm-hmm. in August. That was August, I'm not sure what date exactly, but in 1999, and that was to reigning in the age of Horus. And now it says people as President uh, George Bush was there, Bill Clinton and his wife was there. Uh, let's see. A few members of the former government of Ronald Reagan, I uh, tried to think of their names, were there. The Windsors, in total, was a group of 40 plus uh, participants. And now this is going to be very, very difficult for some people to grasp a hold of, but were they able? to impregnate Zuma during the times she was pulled out of you at yes. rituals. Yeah, that is see uh, that is what I did with so well, Zuma, with Kate, Clarissa and a few others that in their spiritual bodies or you probably can explain it better, but in their own bodies, uh, they were impregnated uh, in order to as you already said in another airing, to create those spirit uh, children. And that is uh, that 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 is something that we definitely tracked with more than one person, folks. Is you know at these rituals they are uh, creating spirit children as part of the activities that occur, um, and this often involves the impregnation of shattered parts of people being pulled out of the body it's really a mess and um, also used to advance the agendas and objectives of the powers of darkness uh, we are we, we have definitely seen that um, we are we are having to address these spirit children in our warfare all the time um you know, Robert, you, you, you just brought so much to the table today, so much to light. Uh, are there some other things you want to say about rituals, how and why, that we haven't covered yet? My um, main part, of course, is during the rituals, when the dead fear comes in for the moment of death, they also harvesting that, they harvesting the pineal plant glands uh, what's inside of that and th- that is also now yeah, there's a kind of a black market for that and on the highest level of the illuminati it's even more worth in in money than all the gold in the world because during the fair there's a substance that comes with in the pineal gland and also they harvesting that as well hmm. and that is more worth than than all the gold or silver or any other metal in the world and that's another uh, another part of it but a major part of it is that during the the killing and the dead moment of death especially when they're killing let's say 10 to 20 kids at the same time it's it's pushing all the dead fear into the into the grid system and what it does and the reason for this is in main part 
when this great, when the grid will be overloaded with this fear, with this emotion, it will block all the posit uh, all the consciousness uh, around the planet, and it will block all the pos positivity. So yeah, it it creates a block around the consciousness of not not only the planet but all living beings that are conscious. So that's a major part of the agenda as well, and also the, the Illuminati members now need more and more blood in order to sustain themselves, and, and that's another part of it as well, that they have been now doing the rituals almost 365 days a year in order for the high level of the Illuminati, especially the older one, the, the ones that are not quite old, for them to sustain. Because, of course, a lot of them, they want to be around, or they hope to be around, when, of course, uh, their final game will be implemented. So, yeah, they, they need as much blood they can take, uh, take in order to sustain themselves and to stay alive. Of course, that is their hopes. I know that for the majority, thank God that will not happen in the end. It is still our Heavenly Father uh, that decides when it is time for us to die or, or, or not. And so far, certain people, as uh, what we call the British Queen has, and her Green Mom, has been lucky so far that God allowed them to do what is called transmigration. I don't think they will be uh, will be allowed further to do this in the future, and that is another thing. What the highest levels within the Illuminati has been uh, doing, like some members of the Rothschilds, now yeah, the ones that we call the uh, the Windsors and others. But to come back, yeah, on on the whole thing, the rituals and and the grid system, uh, there is still a lot of a lot of things more to tell about it. I want to address to the people, uh, people, if in, if you have questions for this for me in the future, you can address this to uh, Daniel or of any of the other shows that we did, and then maybe Daniel can address this in a Q&A for in the future. And um, yeah, that's definitely something you guys that are listening to this program can do. You, you could just... Go to our website, bridemovement.com. If you have a you know a question that you want answered in a future interview, we, we can keep tabs on that and put it in a file, and uh, you know get to it. Just like Robert said, this is a lot. Um, so Robert. so far, what I told is only a small part because <laughs> there is still uh, much more to tell about it and things that I can go in much more depth. But we only have an hour and a half, so. And as you said, we have quite uh, dealt a number, uh, quite a number of issues. <laughs> so yeah, I I only thought I go in only maybe three or four, because then you go in depth. But we have talked about much, much more and in a much broader range. I think if I if I really want to go on, let's say, on the subject of rituals, probably I could fill six to ten hours, probably or more, mm. to go in depth. Well, you've certainly done an outstanding job today, Robert. Uh, and no, it was welcome, and I'm glad that I can do the Lord's uh, work. 
because this the Lord had put this on our hearts to continue by exposing the machinations of the enemy, of his enemy. And I will, so long God allows me to breathe, then I will continue. And also I want to say to other, if, if there are survivors out there and you don't have any help as yet, uh, go to Bride Ministries or other ministries like Bride Ministries that work with survivors and ask for help because there is hope for you. What Daniel has been doing for me and others up till now, there is uh, also hope for others that doesn't have any help as yet. And the only, especially ones that underwent satanic ritual abuse and on whom they have uh, employed, let's say, demonology, the only way who, how you can be saved and being brought uh, into one is through the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ and his angels. That is the only way forward. If people think, oh, I go to a secular counselor and I get healed, forget it, because the altars on the inside, they will play circles around those, uh, sorry to say, those therapists, even if some are maybe good willing to help, but people that went through the things that I did and others, the only way how we can be healed is through the power of Jesus Christ. And I want to add, uh, we have been continually improving our web presence. If you haven't been to bridemovement.com recently, you will notice if you visit our website that it is uh, new and updated, clean and sleek. And by the way, we now have a tab simply called Find a Coach, uh, where we've, we've made it easy. You know, we have received a lot of incoming people ask, you know, well, I need some help. Who should I contact? Who do you recommend? And we have certain people that we associate with and affiliate with as a ministry and say, you know, these are people that we are sending folks to, referring folks to. And, um, you know, we, we have set it up now on our Find a Coach page where you can just go look at the different coaches that we affiliate with, recommend. And, and of course, for those that are on our waiting list, these are the people that we are um, networking with to get survivors help. Uh, and, and just go to that place and find them, read about what they offer, what specializations are, and book a session if you want to do that. Um, the days of having to write us in and ask for a recommendation or a referral are over. You could just do some self-service at our website, bridemovement.com, and that is available to you listeners as a resource. Now, um, with that said, you know, I just want to thank you so much for your time, Robert. I, w I want to remind you guys, you know, Ephesians chapter 5 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest in the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Why, Daniel? would you take the time to talk about rituals and all this dark and evil stuff? Well, because the Bible is very clear to expose these works and that all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. And, you know, I'm tired of ignorant believers being bullied by the devil. I'm tired of ignorant believers being absolutely incapable of having a grid for what... They are up against, in my opinion, I'd rather offend people in the process of educating some rather than 
make people happy and comfortable. I, I, I just, you know, I, I am so far beyond the point of caring if toes are getting stepped on or people are getting offended. I want believers to know the truth and to be equipped to deal with the reality of what's going on in the earth today. Folks, there is a reality of radical evil, of uh, rituals being executed, of entities being interfaced with, of um, agendas to push forth globalism, a one world government, and, and an agenda to use rituals to do it, an agenda that includes uh, traumatizing young children in the spirit and in the natural uh, because the powers of darkness will stop at nothing and they do not have a conscience. So, you know what? We are uh, exposing that. And, and you know what? In our other programs, in our trainings at the Fireplace Church every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, we are also equipping people to take it on in the power and name of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, uh, with that said, Robert, thank you again for your time. It was a pleasure to be back on your show and no doubt to it next time. And I want to say to people one thing. One thing what the enemy hates is when we shine the light on them because then people will see what's happening. They don't want people to shine the light on them because then they can do their evil deeds, what they are doing and, and doing their agenda. And that is in the end, if they have their way, we can live, wake up one day or one morning into a global martial law. And that means it is bye-bye with your freedoms. And if you are a Christian, you most likely kind of be killed off with the guillotine. That is the reality that we are facing, people. And so we need to shine the light on what Satan, EA, Lucifer, and his minions are doing so that future generations still can live in freedom and that we also can help and set free other survivors who went through things like myself and others out there. And that is, for, for me, one of the reasons why I put my neck out and put myself even in harm's way. Mm. But I know that God will protect me uh, because I am now one of his, uh, I'm now one of his. Amen. So, and that gave me the strength to do it. And also what gave me the strength is to know that I, in the end, help other survivors who finally find their hope to f seek out help. So that's for me the reasons why I'm doing this and continue to do this for the future. Folks, that's it for today. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.